I love to sit and look through those holy pages And read about the eternal rock of ages See all that God has done, the battles he has won The great prophecies unfold In every book from Genesis to Revelation I see his loving grace and this great salvation Brings courage to my soul, for I know he's in control. I believe every word is true. Yes, I believe every word that he said is true. I believe he'll do exactly what he said he would do. How I love his precious... It's time now for the Teaching Timeless Truths radio broadcast with Pastor Roger Walton. So get your Bible, a pen, and your Bible study notebook as we journey through the truths of God's Word And now with today's Timeless Truth, here's Pastor Walton. Psalm 128, Psalm 128, where the Bible says, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house, thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children, and peace upon Israel. Now, it's kind of amazing, but we have another psalm right in a row here. After we just did the psalm, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Then it talked about, children being a heritage of the Lord and here we see again the family the blessings that come and uh, many times they would travel together as families to the feast days and certainly today we should travel together to the house of God but we're going to look at uh, four things here a blessed walk a blessed work a blessed wife including the children and a blessed word world around them a blessed world around them he said you'll see some things in jerusalem and out of zion and of course our testimony radiates outside of our zion which is an interesting term we'll talk about in just a minute and jerusalem and it radiates outside that as we go through and move through life people see us and when we radiate jesus boy they see it. They know. You don't even have to say. They know when somebody is radiating the Lord. So let's take a look at verse number one. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord. That's the first phrase. And also in verse four, behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. And he's talking about the things that came in between. So the first thing we see on a blessed walk is you will never walk the walk of God if you don't have the fear of the Lord. And that means the awe and respect of who he is in your life as the controller, the one who is in charge, your master, the one who knows the end from the beginning, that's already been in your tomorrow, that knows what lies on the next step of the road as you walk down that road. But also that word fear has to do with not just a reverential fear but it all, and an awe, but a, a fear when you're not doing what's right. If you're not going to walk in his ways, uh, there is a fear of chastisement. But when you fear him and awe 
and you are absolutely revering the Lord, he's number one, and you put him in number one, then blessed is everyone that fears the Lord. When you awe him like that, there is a great, awesome, wonderful blessing for those who do that. That walketh in his ways. God's got a journey of life. Remember we told you in the in the Psalm 119 section that one of the synonyms for the Word of God is the word way. And the word way deals with that entire journey of life. The way, the, the, the road that we're on as we journey in the will of God. And the word path is that part that we're on right now as God lights the next step and we take that next step. Walking is a very big deal in the Bible because it talks about, and the word literally means in the Greek, in the New Testament, wherever your foot steps down, you walk in a certain way. And here we're talking about walking on the journey of the road, meaning in complete obedience to the will of God. Now, all we have to do is just take a look at the book of Ephesians. We, there's a lot of places you can go, but in the book of Ephesians, he talks about the fact that, you know, there were all of these things that the Gentiles were in, and, but he said, where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, in Ephesians 2.2, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. We find that we used to be that way, but now we walk a different way. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them, those good works. When we get to chapters 1, 2, and 3, we're dealing with the, the worship of God. But when we get to Ephesians 4, 5, and 6, we're dealing with the walk of our walk. And so we see verse 1 of chapter 4, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. What God has called you to do, walk worthy. The idea of walk worthy is walk at, that it's, it's becoming as a Christian. You walk the way a Christian would walk so that people would see you. They see Christian thinking, Christian actions, that they don't say hypocrite. So we walk worthy. Then in verse 17, and this I say therefore in testifying the Lord that henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their minds. Don't go the direction that they go because they have a vain, empty mind. Now, that's kind of a horrible thing to go through life and have a vain and an empty mind and have that which God doesn't say is pleasing. So when we look at this, we don't want to go that way because they have their understanding darkened being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. That's what they have done, but not us. He said, that's not what we do, but ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that you heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old lifestyle, the old behavior, the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Then he goes on and tells you what to put off and what to put on. So we see there that we are to be very, very careful about how we walk. Then we get to chapter number 5, and we see this. 
Be ye therefore followers of God, walking down his path, as dear children, and walk in love. So we not only walk worthy and walk opposite of the old former lifestyle, but we walk in love. And when we walk in love, we're talking about God's love, the agape love, the love that is selfless, sacrificial, and absolutely giving without expecting anything in return. Walk in love as Christ also hath loved us. The example of the love that we walk in is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We don't need to look anywhere else at anybody else. Look in the scriptures, find Christ. Tracing through the gospels as he walked this earth and see what he did. Look at all the verses from Genesis to Revelation that talk about his coming and why he was coming, which is to save us because he loved us. You go to the book of Romans, and it talks about, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Even when we were dead in trespasses and sins, we were loved. So we walk in love. Then he talks about the things that would not make up for that kind of love. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not once, not one time, be named among you as become a saint. Neither, add this to the list, filthiness, don't be talking dirty, nor foolish talking, don't be talking foolishly and ridiculously, nor jesting. That was the word jesting went with the court uh, jester who was keen on the big quick-witted cut-downs. Don't be quick to cut people down. That's not going to be named among you where you're cutting people down. That is not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. Then he says, we are to walk in the light. That's the next one in the book of Ephesians in chapter number 5. He said, let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be ye not partakers with them, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Now watch this. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them, rebuke those. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest or revealed by the light. For whosoever or whatsoever doth not make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly. Now there's another way to walk. And when we talk about the word circumspectly, we're talking about walking diligently, perfectly, carefully. It has the idea of walking accurately. Walk the way God told you to walk. Walk the path. Walk the things that he's told you to do. Now listen, there's a comma there. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Buying up the time. You're not letting time slip away. You're going to do what it is that you are supposed to do. So we see here that we are to walk in the love, walk in the light, and we are to walk circumspectly. And then when we get to chapter number 6, we don't see the word walk as much, but we do see this. We see that we are to walk in the obedience of our parents 
and honor our father and mother, and we're to be careful as fathers not to provoke our children to wrath, and then we're to walk in the power of the Lord's might with the whole armor of God on. So blessed is the man, yeah, that walks. He, he's walking in the ways. And that, by the way, in Psalm 128.1, that walketh. And so we're talking about continually. He's continually walking on God's journey, his pathway. He's continually going that way. A blessed walk. Thank God for the fear of the Lord and the walk of his way. Now, we see a blessed work. He's walking. He's going the right path. Because he's doing that, God is giving him the opportunities to work for him as well as to take care of his family. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. There's nothing greater. And my grandmother had a garden. And I remember those early years when I was a boy. She, she died when I was 14. But also, we had moved to Florida. So uh, when we moved to Florida, I was a young. I think I was five years old. But up till five, I remember going to Grandma's house. And then we would go up there for vacation. And she had that garden. And I would take my uh, salt shaker and go out into that garden, pick me some tomatoes. And there's just something about the, the, the labor that went into that to have what comes out of it is incredible. And I was glad to be able to be a partaker of it. So we see here that this blessing is to everyone that feareth the Lord, to everyone that is walking in his ways. They will eat the labor of their hands. There is, uh, there's a thing about work that just gets people all uh, worked up. You know, oh, work is work and rest is rest and play is play. But uh, labor is not evil. God says we're to labor in the word. We're to labor to eat. If we do not uh, work, we should not eat. The Bible makes it very clear that we are to work for him. And if he's given you the God-given ability to work, we need to work. And we need to work hard, and we need to labor. And the word labor is uh, a word that literally means to toil. It has the idea of putting in a performance of physical exertion or laboring in mental exertion. It's putting in the effort. And because of what you have effortly done with your labor, you will eat that labor of your hands. Now, there's something about doing something and getting the reward of that that you did there was one thing when my dad gave me an allowance which wasn't very much back in the day you could maybe buy a candy bar or something or when you worked for it and when I was eight nine years old uh, we had a neighborhood with homes stacked up near each other in South Florida it's like a concrete street you know of just homes uh, little quarter acre lots and I got me a lawnmower, and for five bucks a lawn, I would go out and cut lawns. And uh, back then, you know, I would make maybe 25 bucks, 30 bucks uh, a week. And so I would cut it weekly, and most of the time, South Florida, maybe a little bit of winter time, it slows down. You do it every two weeks, but there's not a whole lot of slowdown in that area. And I, I, I was a saver, so I would save it. And uh, I ended up with quite a bit of money. In fact, uh, I ended up with hundreds of dollars as a young kid. And then by the time I was 13, I went out in the early morning hours with uh, a man, and we threw the uh, morning paper 
I folded them while we were driving to the Ritzy section, and we would throw them into the what was called the Galt Ocean Mile down in South Florida. Then we'd go up in these big high-rise condominiums and put them in front of doors. And uh, I did that, get home, go to school. And it was something about having my money that I worked for my hands, not in a prideful way. And certainly I found out really quick when I got saved that uh, there was money I could give to God, not only in my tithes and offerings, but in missions and the things that the church had going. And that was a, a, a hard time for a young boy, but he learned it. And I've never dealt with tithing since. And I'm grateful that I have it. But he said, not only will you be happy because of the fruit of your hands and happy in your home, but it'll be well with thee. We see a blessed work. And we see then we have a blessed wife. And the wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Now think about this. Uh, the, you're going to be happy because the happiness comes from fearing the Lord. Did you notice the connection there? And you're walking in his ways. There's the connection. You're eating the labor of your hands and you're happy because you're blessed. Blessed means how happy, how fortunate, how well off. You're happy. You're blessed. How? You fear the Lord. And you're. And by the way, that's in the present tense. You're continually fearing the Lord. And you're continually walking in his ways. It'll be well with you. And thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thy house. Here, your partner is growing up by the side. It shows here that uh, there is a side-by-side and a love for the husband. Now, of course, we all know that uh, Solomon wrote in the book of Proverbs quite a few Proverbs. But when we get to the end, it's not him that's writing. It's someone else. And it says, Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? The heart of her husband does safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Then it talks about how she works, how she labors, and what she does, and how she spins the wool and the flax, and how she rises up early while it's nighttime to give food to the, the house, and she considers buying a field and plants a vineyard and all these things that she does. And it says her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. There, my friend, is those things that God has given to those that are going to fear him and walk in his ways. Here is a big picture, and uh, I'm glad I've had my wife by my side all of these decades that we've been married. Grateful for her, thankful for her, and the great uh, benefit and joy she's been in the ministries God has called us to and being a, a teacher's wife and working in the Christian school herself, helping prepare the food and working in the library and how uh, through a pastor's wife and being a, a help to me and a secretary. Wow, we just the good things. And then uh, what we're going through now with uh, working uh, from home and her having a job because things changed when uh, my diagnosis came in of cancer. Things changed, and yet we just keep on going because God has been number one in our life, her life and my life. We both fear the Lord, want to walk in his ways. So like a fruitful vine by the sides of the house. And so we see that. And then thy children are like olive plants round about thy table. Well, 
we're living in a day and age where that wouldn't make a lot of sense because we live in a day and age where a lot of children are not wanted. And we see that through people uh, giving them up in abortion. We see homes that fall apart, and many of them end up in the foster care system. And uh, we actually uh, adopted one out of the foster care system at the age of 13, who is now aged uh, into manhood and has his own uh, job and on his own. But uh, when we took the course to be able to be able to do that, it was shocking as they showed us real cases in our own area of what these kids were going through and what abuse reports had been taken down uh, from the home and how many homes, foster homes they had been in before they got a home. But we don't live like they did back there when children were valuable to them and that was something that they felt was to have their quiver full. And so we talk about the olive plants and that is something that is valuable. But then I want you to know something else. He said, you're going to be blessed even to see thy children's children. And I have lived long enough to actually see that come true. I have seen my children's children. I have eight grandchildren. And so I've seen them. In fact, as I record this, uh, my oldest grandson is just a few months off from graduating high school, which is very hard to believe. So we see a blessed walk a blessed work, a blessed wife, including children, and then a blessed worship and a blessed world around us. And I say that because verse number five says, the Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Zion, when it's used in the Bible, is used as the city of David, and and the literal word means a fortress. It's used as the city of David. It's used to reference the city of Jerusalem. And it's used to reference the temple. And the Lord says, I'll bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem. He used two different terms. So I, I believe what he's saying here is the Lord will bless you out of the, the temple and your worship and the good of Jerusalem, which is where the temple is all the days of your life. You know, if you have a blessed walk because you fear the Lord and you are walking in the journey of life he wants you to be in and your wife's on board with you and she's growing up beside you staying true to the word of God God's above we're together and we're moving on and we have our children in subjection under us till they get out on their own and you know what you go to the house of God like that if everybody walked into the house of God fearing God prayed up walking in his way what kind of a blessed church service do you think you would have if everybody that's saved that came into a local congregation literally was prayed up walking in the very path that God has them on the journey of life fearing God and waiting for him to do something incredible because they are hungry for the word of God mercy that would change transform a service into something incredible it would become something that would be beyond imagination as God showed up and blessed then we see uh, the Jerusalem was the place where they lived 
And God says, I'll bless the place where you live when you are walking in my ways and fearing me. Because verse 4 says, Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. He'll have those things. And the Lord shall bless thee also out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem. But then I want you to see that he talks about it for beyond the generations. It says, all the days of thy life. Now, let me sum that up for you into something that I think will help us. We are a living testimony. We radiate what we believe. What we believe comes out. And so when we are walking in life and people are watching us walk our walk of life, they're going to see in reality what we really are. One of the things I found as a pastor, people can come to church for an hour and they can mask what they're going through. But when I taught in the Christian school and you had these kids for six and a half hours a day, five days a week for nine and a half months, you know what I found out? They can't keep it together that long. Who they really are is going to come out. And who you are as a teacher is going to really come out. And that testimony of who you are as a teacher is very important. Number one, on who you are in love with, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. And you are really in love with your wife and kids so they can see the right kind of love and the right kind of modeling and see it in the right testimony. And they can see your love for the Lord Jesus Christ and know that that is who your life is. That they can see your walk and see that it matches your talk. And they can see that you're consistent. Those things actually make a difference, even though they may go through their entire teenage years. I taught high school and not say a word. And you may think they've lost it. But over in their adult years, they'll come back and say, do you know? And I've had many connect with me on Facebook and say, do you remember the message you did in Bible? And I'm like, no, <laughs> that, was a, that was in the 1980s. That was in the late 1970s. No, I don't remember. Then they would tell me what it meant to them. So something that I said through the Spirit of God in a Bible class impacted them to the point of remembering into adult life. And having been able to see that has been encouraging. Where to be a testimony by walking in the fear of the Lord and fearing the Lord and walking in His ways. And again, God will bless if we do that. People will see that blessing and they will know that God is there and we become a living testimony of the things of God. The Bible says that the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. We're to testify of God's redemption and buying us and taking care of us, but we also need to live it. We need to know what we say and make sure we also portray what we say God wants us to be. We should portray the things of God. We should say what God says and portray what God says, so that the two go hand in hand. My friend, that's a great psalm, five verses, but power packed with incredible truths that still work today. You can be blessed if you'll continually fear the Lord and continually walk in his ways. Father, help us to see it clearly and to love you more dearly than we've ever done before, to walk your ways with the fear of God and the awe and respect and joy of the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
and amen. This is Pastor Walton praying that you have an absolutely wonderful week. Yes, I believe every word that he said is true. I believe he'll do exactly what he said he would do. How I love his precious word, it thrills me through and through. I believe every word is true. Oh, I believe every word that he said is true. I believe he'll do exactly what he said he would do. How I love his precious word, it thrills me through and through. I believe every You've been listening to the Teaching Timeless Truths radio broadcast with Pastor Roger Walton. You can send all correspondence to tttbroadcasts at gmail.com. Tune in again next week for another Timeless Truth.